0: From KUER News in Salt Lake City, I'm Pamela McCall. The 2024 Utah Legislative Session is coming to its final hours. Legislators are expected to run right up to midnight to close out the session. Until then, they're working against the clock to pass dozens of bills. One that crossed the finish line today allocates money for a major downtown Salt Lake City revamp, SB 272, passed with bipartisan support. It will provide funding for a new stadium to help keep the Jazz downtown and attract an NHL team. It is the second bill to pass that invests in bringing a major league expansion team to the state. Utah lawmakers passed a bill that would allow public officials to keep their work calendars private this session. It's one of a handful of measures that limit public and media access to lawmakers and others in government. Utah Governor Spencer Cox says he supports legislators in doing that because they are part-time officials. He told KUER he would continue to keep his calendar public.
1: I believe that it's really important for me to release my calendar. I've always done that, even though I didn't feel like I was obligated to under the law. Um, we've always just, just done that by choice. Um, we'll continue to do that by choice. Cox says
0: if they don't release that information, then voters can decide if that's an issue. The Utah Foundation just released its February 2024 housing report. It found that home affordability is at a historic low, with prices increasing much faster than medium income. Compared to 1985 levels, incomes are about 20 percent higher. Home prices, though, are about 90% higher when adjusted for inflation. The report also found that people under 40 are facing new obstacles to home ownership, like income, interest rates, and availability. And millennials saw the largest decrease in affordability in peak first-time home-buying years. The fate of Idaho's longest-serving death row inmate is still unknown in the wake of a failed execution attempt this week. Boise State Public Radio's Sasha Woodruff reports for the Mountain West News
2: Bureau. The death warrant for convicted murderer Thomas Creech expired at midnight on Wednesday, and now the state is figuring out what to do next. I want to be candid and say we we don't know That's director of the Idaho Department of Correction, Josh Tewalt, updating state lawmakers Thursday afternoon. He says the medical team tried eight times to find a usable vein on different parts of Creech's body. They have to establish an IV that they have confidence in that will be able to deliver the quantity of chemicals necessary to carry out death by lethal injection without having infiltration, without having other uh, adverse effects that will will and has led to botched executions. Idaho allows firing squads for executions as a secondary method if lethal injection is unworkable. But there isn't a building right now where one could be carried out. Creech was sentenced to death in 1981 for killing a fellow inmate while serving time for a double murder. Sasha Woodruff, Boise State Public Radio News.
0: A winter storm is headed for Utah and warnings and advisories abound. The storm is packing heavy snow and strong winds. The brunt of the system is set to hit tomorrow and will impact most of the state through Sunday. High wind warnings and advisories are also up throughout the state, including at many national parks. Spring break is coming up for many schools, and if you're planning a trip, you aren't the only one. AAA Utah expects a significant increase in demand for cruises and flights this spring. The Travel Association says it's seen a 28% increase in bookings for March and April cruises compared to last year. And international travel is also up by 20%. Most K-12 schools in Utah go on spring break, either the last week in March or the first week of April. The weather is starting to warm up in southern Utah, and the region's national parks are getting ready for their busy seasons. KUR's David Condos has more on what you need to know.
1: The free shuttle buses at Zion National Park resume service March 3rd, after their usual winter break. So starting this Sunday, you won't be able to drive your car into Zion Canyon. And for the first time, some of those canyon shuttles will be electric, part of Zion's long-term plan to replace its entire fleet with zero-emission vehicles. At Arches National Park, the timed entry system starts back up one month from today, on April 1st. You can book your entry time online at recreation.gov, starting three months in advance. So if you're looking to visit Arches this June, those reservations opened up today. For KUER News, I'm David Condos in St. George.
0: New research reveals the complications of removing wolves from an ecosystem and then reintroducing them. The 20-year study found that the reintroduction of certain apex predators like wolves in Yellowstone National Park failed to restore the ecosystem to its original state. Still, Colorado State University researcher Tom Hobbs cautions against drawing certain conclusions from his work, especially amid the controversy of the recent wolf reintroduction in Colorado.
2: I really don't want our work to be cast as sort of anti-wolf that use it to say, well, it wasn't a good idea to reintroduce wolves. That's not what we're showing.
0: In December, Colorado began reintroducing wolves into the western part of the state. Officials are tracking their movements and periodically publish an online map showing where they've traveled. You are listening to KUER News.